<laughs> but no, those, those mixy forties. You know, I always like to mix these different. You have the bottle in your hand, you go talk to anybody. Like, yeah, just read anything about your eyes, and you can see if they were like semi-interested in talking to you or just blew you off being an idiot. So <laughs> no, the best part is you mix a little orange juice into your Mickeys, and then you feel like you're making a healthy choice. You know yeah. what I mean? I was, brass yeah. monkeys, smart Beastie Boys. I was actually they knew what's up. Is that a brass monkey? My my sister and brother-in-law recently introduced me to. Um, Instead of mimosas, it was like beer mosas or whatever, where they were just putting orange juice with like Coors Light or whatever we were drinking at the time. And actually, it wasn't bad. It was nice and smooth, you know? So, you know, the Germans invented that. There's something called a Rattler. Rattler. That sounds And familiar. a Rattler, it's just like a, it's fruit and beer. They'll put like grape juice in a big beer. Oh. Oh, we're live. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all you babies. Hope you like your beer. That's right. I hope you like your beer. Hello, and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, where our gaming potential may be sparse, but we continue to level up anyway. This is episode 16, and I am Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool, Hey, hey. And Sean That's Poole. me. That's you. That's you. He's back. He gone. <laughs> the, the prodigal son. Dude, we need to get like some audio confetti cannons in here for you. <laughs> Uh, don't get me on the soundboard, dude. We thought we had a chance to get the soundboard. Dude, you need a soundboard. Get right. it, get it, Do you get remember it. those old, do you ever use those old, like, flash soundboards where it was, like, people's sound, like, people's voices, whether it was, like, Morgan oh. Freeman or Arnold or stuff like that? Peter Griffin. So, I, when yeah. you had the apartment, Sean, there was a girl I went on a date with, and my mom set me up with her because she was, like, a young nurse that worked at her building. And I was like, all right, yeah, I vaguely remember that. And she was nice, and then, like, I just had other things going on in my life. Like, I'd been in big trouble with things I'd do in the summer. The law. Like, the law. <laughs> and I got a random phone call, and you were sitting next to me. We were at the apartment, and it was the Peter Griffin phone thing. And I was like, hey, ah, and they were talking to me through the voice thing. And I was like, what is going oh, right. on? And, like, it happened, like, three times in three different days. And finally she goes, aren't you ever going to, like, call me back and ask me out? And I was like, not anymore. No. <laughs> That didn't do it for you? That didn't no, do Peter, it. Peter Griffin soundboard? You weren't like, oh, she's oh, cool. She gets cool. memes. Before there were <laughs> memes. Yeah, she gets memes. No, I was just like weirded out by it. I just was not in any mood like to date anybody. Ah, <laughs> that was a dumb move. Dumb move. Dude, if you, if you would have married her, you would have had to pay Seth MacFarlane royalties mm-hmm. on your happiness. So mm-hmm. probably best that it didn't work out. Yeah, probably. Definitely because I would have been 19. <laughs> like, I think they married that young might have been a bad people, choice for me. People do that. Some people get married at 18. Sure. Some, Can you they, imagine being married that young? No, I can't barely like, understand how I am right now. <laughs> like, I don't I like, How did I do this? How did I trick this person into doing this with me? Okay. Easy. You impregnated her. No, that was much after. We did not have a shotgun wedding. <laughs> oh, you did it backwards. Did, <laughs> yes, I did it backwards. <laughs> That's how you lock them down. Then they feel compelled. It's like asking yeah. someone to marry you like in front of like thousands or millions of people, and you put that pressure on them. Only it's with a living being. Yeah, whenever I see that, I always wonder when like they deny them. Like, I don't want to marry you. How often that's the media's ruined me. Like, oh, that's set up. That, they, <laughs> she didn't really break his heart. But you know, <laughs> she didn't crush his soul. Have you seen those where like the dude yeah. proposes at a basketball game? The woman's like, no, like, and then she runs off. Like, oh. 
Oh, I, I've been on that side of that. That is not fun. What? When I was in high school, somebody asked me out at Sadie Hawkins at like the state meet oh. in front of everybody. And it was the most awkward thing ever. I like walked her down a hallway and I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> I still feel bad about it today. So wait, wait. She asked you in front of like the whole school? Well, not the whole school, but yeah. Yeah, because Sadie Hawkins is the is like the, the girls one where you ask the, boys, the yeah. girls ask the guys, yeah. right? It was like a state swim meet, so there wasn't a ton of people there, but there were people there. You know what I mean? Like your whole swim yeah. crew was, was there. she on the, the the swim team, like the girls swim team? No. Well, the guys and the girls swam at different seasons, but but she didn't go to your school, or did she? She did, but she just came to like watch the swim meet, and then at the end, it was like, hey. so how did she do it? I gotta it was know. Like a sign. It was like she lifted up a sign, and like I walked up to the sign, and her was like, "Hey, let's go talk down this hallway," and it was just real awkward. Did she cry? Did you make her cry? Uh, Inside, at I least. Don't Yes, maybe. No, I don't know. I've blocked a lot of these memories. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know when you're laying in bed at night, you're like, man, I wish I would have done that differently. Yeah, that was yes. one of them. <laughs> That's, uh, I have that all the time. I can think of so many awkward, embarrassing... <laughs> this is relationship talk. Yeah. I know you guys were expecting video games, but we're talking about... I wish I just would have said yes and then <laughs> broke her heart like the day Is that worse? In hindsight. So yes. what I'm saying is like yes. those girls that were like, yeah, totally I'll marry you. And then the next day they're like, yeah, guess what? Um, I'm dating somebody else. Or the car ride home. <laughs> yeah. We're breaking up. Yeah. Oh, like, man. good job picking out the ring, but um, you can have it back. I've missed a few wow, episodes. Yeah. What sort of games are you guys playing these days? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, what you need to know is I beat Hollow Knight, oh. which is one of my all-time favorite games. I would put it in nice. my top ten. also found out Whoa. there are... Yeah, I would put it in my top ten. I also found out there are six different endings and in the future i might go back because you, you can like i can go do the things to get the different endings now i don't have to play the whole campaign over because it was decided in discord that you had to be all six endings for you to complete for, com- not, for yeah. no agreement <laughs> first off <laughs> to beat the game no all six you have to be all... <laughs> no hard pass so you're one sixth of the way through the game and you can't start from where you're at you have to start at the beginning oh okay <laughs> Yeah. And then I also punched out Dragon's Dogma, which again I really would like Sean to try because I know he has it. And yeah, it's something that if you think about when the game, the boss fights are just really epic in that, and it was well done. But my big thing for that is I think when our website gets up and running here in the next few months, when we talk about reviewing games, price points very important for us because we're guys that have yeah. different things going on, like we're busy with work or family. That the game now, if I were to buy Dragon Dogma, and I was on sale in the Nintendo eShop last week, but I couldn't see the price because I already had it purchased, I think like 15 to $20 is a good value for it at this time. How long did it take you to beat it? Where Hollow Knight took me like 43 and I loved every hour of it because of the challenge. Really? <laughs> How, what price would That's you? Great. What price point would you be okay with for Hollow Knight? 25 to 30 60? No, I don't think it's a $60 game. They sell it for like 25 I know they do. Um, yeah. I think it's it's worth more. You could buy it for thirty because they're putting more in there. Have that new expansion coming out, the Silk Song, um, and if you like Metroidvanias, I highly highly recommend. But yeah, I think it would be worth twenty five thirty easy. Their price point's perfect for it. I think because it's not like a triple A title game where it's doing it's just a beautifully yeah. well crafted game. So I beat that, and Shelby's like, "Yeah, I beat another game," and then my heart <laughs> broke. Uh, Shelby, what did you end up? You beat what last month? 
Dude, I, I got in a fight with Kingdom Hearts 3 right there at the end, oh. and it was but ugly. you beat it. It was nice. real ugly. Yeah. So, basically, I did Life is Strange. I finished off Forza Horizon 4, because that was hanging <laughs> yeah. over my head. Oh, for like so, five hours you had to play of it, yeah. Gotta, gotta put that in the bank. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, basically it stopped saving 90 minutes into what I thought was the last level. So I'm like, oh, I'll just power through this. Oh, no. Bad idea. Bad Is idea. that a feature of the game or did it break? Like a bug? <laughs> it broke. It broke. Okay. <laughs> it went to save and then it like just stayed on the save screen and did like the loading circle. Oh, like no. it's saving and spit me back out with no updated save file. Like, oh, this is hot garbage. Uh, this, uh, is, this is really upsetting. So I powered that... through the day before we finished June. It's been decided I have to do the meatloaf karaoke, and I'm going to do that live on a Twitch stream at some point when we meet. I don't know if it'll be this month because this month's ah. been hectic. Now we need a new punishment or consequence for this month. So you need yeah, we need new thing. punishments, or do you already have them thought up? No, we need new ones. So suggestions. I'm trying to think of something artistic again because I liked the painting the other person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we go with the loser has to do a, a video a week of just dance and put it on our social media. Ooh, I got one. That's pretty, the Just Dance thing's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I got mine is the winner gets to make a dish of some kind. Or a bl- I'm thinking of a blended a blended drink or whatever that the other person has to eat. Obviously non-poisonous. Damn. But, okay. But you know what I mean? They have to make, they can make whatever <laughs> nasty thing they want for the other one. And the other one has to eat it or drink it. So mystery drink versus just dance. It mystery like, drink, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Mystery drink versus, my, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, just dance? I think that's fair. Okay. I think if we give people too many options, they, it spreads it and then someone has to do all of them. So we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, you didn't like having to do all of them? It's an either or. No, I did not. <laughs> I got the portrait stuff ready to go for Shelby. I just got the stencil done and I need to get an exacto knife to cut it out. And then I'm going to spray pulling it. Yeah. Ooh. I like how I was like, I got to think of something artistic. Fancy. I'm like, how about eat a bunch of crap? <laughs> I know. Okay. How about uh, poison your friend? Shelby, what are you playing with all your free time and choices? All my free time and choices, huh? Uh-huh. Um, I am playing a little game called Red Dead Redemption 2. It's real fast. Never heard of it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of a cowboy <laughs> game. It's basically okay. cowboy simulator gang. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. Still working through that. Um, this game is hard to talk about without talking about the story of this game because, wow, it goes some places. But uh, it's pretty good. It started off, I really didn't like mm-hmm. it because it was slow. I feel like I have a problem with GTA, with the model of a GTA game. Hop in the car, go to the place, come back yeah. with thing, drop off item. And it feels like we're doing that rinse repeat. But mm-hmm. they do some smart stuff with the story there, especially in the end, where it almost... It doesn't apologize for the beginning of the game, but it really goes places that I wasn't expecting. Um, It tries to kind of address the uncanny valley problem of kill everyone, yet there's still consequences. Like, it kind of tries to address that in some way, which I find interesting. So I'm enjoying it. I'm sticking with it. Um, I was so ready to write this game off. In the beginning? Like, completely. And as it continues to go, it's, it was just, it was really slow. And the GTA fatigue mm. for me. Like, I've played too many of those games where it's like, get on the horse or get in the car yeah. and go to this place. Um, mm. And I feel like that problem is even more evident in this 
game because you're on horseback and yeah. the map is so big. Mm -hmm. Like they literally built in a feature to just like step away and let it do different cuts while you're <laughs> riding through the forest. And it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, but maybe it takes too long to get places. It's like, like Assassin's Creed has that <laughs> nowadays, but there's also fast track. They're doing a lot of really smart stuff with the music. So like when you are on these long journeys and maybe something big has happened, they cut in music in those moments that is really effective. Um, I played this part where you're supposed to set off some explosives. And uh, basically what happens is as you're going around planting the dynamite, in the background, it has like a, a through line that's like, hmm, and it starts out very light. And as you plant each piece of dynamite, it gets more and more intense. And by cool. the end, you're on the edge of your seat and it's like, what's going to happen next? It like really yeah. builds up that tension before that explosion. So they're that's doing right. some really cool stuff like that, which I'm appreciative of. Um, I keep thinking this game is going to end and it just keeps going. <laughs> how, how long do you think you're into it? Uh, I don't. No, I want to say I'm like 75% of the way through it. Um, right. I've heard that the, the chapters pick up in the end. Um, in terms of like missions, they come a little quicker in the end or they're shorter in the end. Um, I think I still have three chapters to go though. So gotcha. Two epilogues That's and a cool. final chapter. I, I totally feel like the rock star kind of like travel that always like they like to use the travel for like exposition or for like telling more of the story like they have someone usually talking or whatever but it is boring <laughs> it's it's it sucks they haven't found a better way to do that over all the games that they've made you know this is the second red dead they've made like what five or six um yeah gta's yeah. uh it'd be nice if they could find five. a better way to do that um but but yeah, that's they they do have like the story going for them, and characters are always mm -hmm. their strongest points. But yeah, I heard that this game's slower. Yeah, and I would say like the story is spot on, like easily one of the best stories I've I've played in a game. Like it, the way it unfolds, the dialogue. There, you're exactly right. They're coupling it with go to this point, listen to this dialogue on the way to the thing, and it's done very well. But at the end of the day, you're still kind of doing that same rinse repeat. It's boring gameplay. You know, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. cool. Maybe and, a neat storytelling thing because you're traveling there and you get to see all the world and whatever else. But gameplay wise, it's boring. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, isn't that yeah. up to the player how it's boring? Like you could find something to do. You could do a shootout. You could do a draw. You could go and hunt. Yeah. Like, you can go do a mission. I I think that this mm. is very like even the gameplay in terms of the shooting is very similar to the last couple of GTAs because like what you're doing is you're basically using left trigger to lock on enemies. You're moving the stick slightly up to hopefully get a headshot and then you're mm. triggering. And that's how it was in GTA 5, I believe, and could have even been in GTA 4. I don't know that for sure. I just think they reworked that. But Do you still have the Deadeye meter like in the original Red Dead where you can oh, slow right. time? Um, so it turns out I like dad-moded this game and came back to it, and I don't know how to use it all that well. <laughs> <laughs> you should be watching a YouTube tutorial. I think so. See, I had to reload to. like one cutscene five times because I just could not kill the guy in Red Dead <laughs> mode. It's like, oh, shit. So you figured it out? I did yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I oh, got good. through it. I got through it. There's one mission in the game. I don't know if you've been... Have you done the one where they all get hammered? Yes. Yeah, that's early in the game. That is so fun. Yeah. Like, if people can just go watch a clip, it's Arthur Morgan. That's the main character, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. And his gang bonding together and getting hammered, right? And, like, I love some of the scenes. Like, it just... 
I thought this was America. Like it's them just getting drunk yeah. and singing and like like the choices where it's like John, John, John. It's like three different ways of saying John. I thought that they nailed that yeah. scene. And there's a part in that scene where you can't find your friend and everybody looks like your friend. <laughs> yes, yeah. just randomly walking up to NPCs and you're like, hey, is that you? And they're like, nope. And then you can like That's actually funny. see the actual NPC. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I like this game a lot. I'm going to keep playing it, but it feels like I'm one of those Netflix people. You know what I mean? It's like, no, the series is really good. You just have to watch the first five uh, episodes and then you get into, like, that's how I feel about this game a little bit. I, you know, that, that gets a bad rap too. I think there are shows and things that start slow. I, and I've heard issues with the gameplay in this and I get that, but like there's books where if I recommend a book to a student that's like a harder read sometimes, I'll tell him, hey, this doesn't get good till chapter five. Like he's setting everything up till chapter five in this book. Like I could see that in the games too. So that's all you've really been playing is just de- dedicating all your time to Red Dead? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's one of the games on the list that I'm kind of dreading going back to. So I figured I yeah. should try to, you know, put some more time in it. At this point, I feel like I'm so invested in the story that I'm going to see it all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. that may be two weeks from now, depending on what that timeline looks like. But, um, you know, before I kind of jumped all the way back into Red Dead, I was bouncing between a couple of games, and this is where I landed. So, okay. What about you, Sean? With all your time off and hiding from us, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, well, I was working. That's why I couldn't be there. Yeah, but working. Working on a tan. I've been playing Ark when I do have free time. Uh, our buddy Brokaukas or Chad and I uh, have been playing Ark when, you know, and taming all the dinosaurs nice. and building bases. It sounds really fun. Like, every time I hear them, I'm like, it oh. Is. You would like it. What, they're like, oh, there's centipedes in our base. Yeah, and they're <laughs> blowing fire at me. I'm like, what? I tamed a centipede the other day, and Chad hates it. It's because it makes little, like, <laughs> like, sounds, like, really creepy sounds and stuff, and, like, little skittery sounds, but they're nice. They're good. They're good pets. I'd be curious to see how it runs on Switch because it's on like every platform you can think of. Is there a campaign? No, not not really. There is an overall story, and there's a bunch of lost notes and dossiers you can find, and there's bosses, and each um, arc or each world basically or map um, has a different like main boss, and there's like usually different bosses you can beat up to that person. Once you beat that one, the idea is then you can transfer or upload yourself to the next map you know and then go continue on you can like keep a character when you're playing on a private server like we are um a lot of times you can't do that and like progress from map to map but um on the official servers or single player you can do that so besides arc what else are you is that only what you're playing i've been playing city skylines Ooh, tell me more about this game as like my chill out my chill out game uh city skylines is basically like sim city um, only better, mm-hmm. like the or better than the newest SimCity, anyways. Um, oh, yeah, really? so City Skylines has been around for quite a few years now. It has a bunch of DLC. I got back into it because I think Humble Bundle had a DLC bundle, so it was like twenty bucks or thirty bucks to get all of the DLC for it. And there's like a dozen, I want to say, that add like one adds like industry buildings and campus stuff, and more just fleshes out more and more of the game. But yeah, it's like SimCity. Um, it you know you build out all your roads and stuff and then you zone things as residential commercial or industrial but then it also has aspects where you can like specialize those things so my city i've been specializing in like farming 
and forestry, I think. Because you could also do like oil or iron, but then you have to deal with pollution with those, where the forestry and agriculture. So it's like SimCity where there's all these things to balance. There's pollution. There's trying to keep everyone's happy, empowered. You know, you got to build like schools so that people can get educated and get educated workers. Um, I also, it li- I'm building on like a big bay or like a big cove. And so I want to like build up a big nightlife and have like marinas and like a pier and like all this other stuff. It has, and the modding for it is crazy too. If you really dive deep into it, there's like mods for everything. You said it's better than SimCity now. Why is it better than SimCity do you think? Complex, I guess. Like it has more things you can do. It has more depth is probably the better word. Um, has way more depth because the newer SimCity, although I haven't touched it, since like the year it probably came out that had so much drama because they like took out a bunch of features you know typical ea where they took out a bunch of features which people figured for like dlc or stuff later on um they remember when they i remember when it first came out and everyone was like it mm-hmm. they made it so it had to be on always online you always had to be connected to the work like the world the map sizes were real small this one is a huge map um you know, you can play it offline. Now you can play the orig- that you can play the SimCity offline. They eventually, like I think a year mm. or two later, they were like, "Oh, well, we're just kidding. It doesn't have to always be online. You can play it offline now," which was real, <laughs> real stupid. That whole thing because forever they're like, "No, it's baked into the code. It has to be online. It has to be <laughs> online." But really, it was just EA wanted people to be able to buy like. They want to be connected to the store all the time, and like they want to force people into this experience for a game series that never was about multiplayer. Like SimCity was never about multiplayer, and then suddenly they're like, "You have to be multiplayer. You have to be linked." That seems like a really hard game to take to a multiplayer right. audience, too. Yeah, if you didn't play it, they you basically could have I think three separate little cities, and they were small maps. Like the maps weren't that big, and then they could interlink. Or you could play with your friends or, like, globally to where every not every map was, like, basically every map had good specialties for things, whether it was resources or, like, more land or stuff. So you would basically have to trade with other people. So they, like, forced... So being multiplayer, you had to, like, trade with other people to get certain things or bring extra people in or money and things. It was just kind of a forced thing that no one really asked for. They were just like, hey, you guys will like this. Tell me about the natural disasters here. Like, are you able to do the hurricane and then, like, a plane crash and all of that fun stuff? Yes. Yeah. So they have tsunamis. Um, there's a whole DLC for natural disasters. I can't remember what it is. But you can also turn it on to where they're random and they just randomly happen which is more fun or you can control them and like there's a whole thing built in where like you have like bunk you bunkers and you can build a radio tower system to like tell people to go hide in the bunkers and like all the buildings will get damaged and you have to rebuild them and Whoa. stuff i haven't dealt with that yet but i see the buildings and i'm afraid of <laughs> things that will destroy it that would always be my rhythm with this game was like build something up get to a point where oh, you yeah. got bored and then just start crashing planes in those, the city those big ball what are the big ball alien things that <laughs> yep, would go yeah, around yeah. and like zap everything since <laughs> 2000 like the was amazing yeah yeah what's the name of your city uh the shire <laughs> i think it's the name of it it doesn't look anything like a shire or whatever i was just like what name are we gonna call it that? I, and the funny thing is i named it that i'm like oh that's kind of clever and then i look at my old saves and back in like 2016 when i last played the shire 
That <laughs> was a different, a whole different laugh. It's I think laugh. it's a bold move to put the in front of your city. Like it's not. <laughs> right. Oh, this is the Seattle. Have you ever been to the Hawaii? It's beautiful. <laughs> right. The Hawaii. Other than that, I've been prepping for a D and D campaign that Casey and yeah. some of our other friends are going to do. Because I'm uh, all my D and D campaigns have basically been on hold and or died. So I was like, "Hey, does anyone want to play?" And my friends were like, "Yeah, that'd be fun." So Casey, my hand shot up. I was like, "Yes." Casey's been like pinging and messaging me all the time. Hey, can I have a mastiff as a friend, as a pet, as a well? He won't do anything. He'll run away, but he'll <laughs> yeah. carry all my stuff for me. Right. I'm trying to work the angles. So I can't wait to have him like fall off a cliff in case he loses all of his gear. <laughs> oh, no. That can happen. <laughs> Casey's face just dropped. <laughs> it's D&D. Anything can happen. This is true. No, he's my oldest friend. No, Sean's been very good DM about it because this is something I've always been interested in. My wife's like, you can play once a month. Like, she's already like, you do not need to do it every week. No, your your time is split enough. It's something I'm very interested in. Something I'd like to get into because I, I've always loved storytelling and I like the idea of world building mm-hmm. and like the character creating has been so fun. There are so many different races, <laughs> Shelby in D anD D that I did not know existed. No, Do you know they have turtle people. Turtles. The turtles are cool. The one thing I'm trying to figure out about D anD D is there a set world or is it? It can be any world you want, right? It can be. You can create an entire universe or world in your own rules and whatever. Um, there is a base world called Faerun, and that's where we'll be playing in. Um, but there's also another one called Eberron, which is like kind of a steampunky, uh, futuristic one. There is Greyhawk is another world. Um, but yes, so there's different worlds, but the main world is Faerun. And we're in Faerun. That's where we're playing. Wait, wait, okay. so are you going to make yeah. them dress up? Like, do they have to get in character? <laughs> no, but I hope they'll do voices. Oh, for voices, sure. For their characters, even if it's slightly different, always makes it better. Because then you know if someone's thinking out loud or if they're actually like saying that as their character. Mm-hmm. So, so, Casey, did you say that your pet was going to be a Mastiff? No. So, the character I have is a ranger that okay. I made. And I named him Halt Dudley, which is a reference to two things. Halt is a character in a fantasy series I love called The Ranger's Apprentice that I recommend to all my young students. And if you have a young child that's looking for a book that's like in the middle school age, and then there's a gentleman named John Dudley, and this is a real person. John Dudley is like one of the most renowned archers in the world and bow hunters. So I was yeah, like, I oh, John Dudley. Yeah, he he's great. And he like talks about how to cook your meat. He's, he's just a really big bow hunting enthusiast. He's been on Joe Rogan and tons of other there's things. also a cool cartoon named Dudley Do-Right. That's true. That is... <laughs> Isn't he a Mountie? <laughs> he is a Mountie. Yeah. So anyway, I went with that. And if uh, see, and I was if, thinking like if if he, Sean was going to ask you to dress up, you could then get your dog that you've wanted for so long and show up to uh, the D and D campaign with your new dog. No, I'm going to have to just keep waiting for this dog. Oh. That's a sore subject right now, Shelby. <laughs> Don't bring it up. I'll say, um, I doubt you would. But honey, I need it for my D and D campaign. You don't understand. <laughs> get a mat. Yeah. Get a mat. Uh, no, the character was so like rangers. If you okay. pick a spec of beast master uh, animal handler, beast mat handler. You can only get a pet at level three and we're starting at level one. So I was like, well, I can only have one pet that's going to be useful. But then there's like little workarounds because you have to pick a background. And I happened to pick the background of an urchin, which was like as a young a youth, I was urchin. So I get a pet mouse and I was like, sweet, I can use that. And then the Mastiff, I was like, all right, let's just make it in the story because I was telling Sean, I looked at items. I was like, wait, that's an item. He's like, oh, it's a, a mount. You can ride a Mastiff. And I was trying to think like who would, I guess a gnome could ride a Mastiff. 
But my thing is it said it could carry items. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to make my strength really low. And my Mastiff will carry all my stuff for me. He's just, he's old and he's hes like the dog from Harry Potter. He's very scared of everything. Yeah, And he's a half elf, your guy. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm a half elf. I love that that you're going hard into this D&T thing. This is perfect, especially... Yeah, you can tell he's excited. Yeah, especially because you've been <laughs> playing a game that's kind of based in that realm of D&D. In a way, uh, I've been playing South Park, The Fractured Butthole, and I their first iteration of games, and I guess what their first iteration of games would be the N64 South Park game, which was a first-person shooter that was not great. But Oh, I forgot uh-huh. about that. Yeah. The Peace Snowballs, multiplayer. Snowball mode. It was. We used to rent that at Blockbuster and play it till the middle of the night, though. So they made Stick of Truth, which was great. And Stick of Truth, Matt Stone and Trey Parker were heavily involved in. Mm -hmm. And it was like being an episode of South Park. Like the comedic beats were great. You were like, oh my God, I'm walking through the town. And you've seen video time. Like, we never really thought about, like, oh, Stan's house is here. Like, they had to map out what South Park looked like, you know, for this game. Yeah. And so, upon playing it, if things have changed in Stick of Truth, but Fracture by the Whole starts at, like, the continuation of Stick of Truth, right? Like, oh, you're still the new kid. They call you douchebag or butthole or uh, Lord Butthole or Super Butthole or Butthole Kid. Like, you, that's your superhero name. But this is switching, like, oh, fantasy's lame now. We're superheroes. So the switch is there. Yeah. And Ubisoft is made this game, and Matt and Trey Parker, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, were not as heavily involved. And you can see that a bit in some of the beat. There's still some humor to it, but it's not as funny as a traditional. I found I find the story in Stick of Truth much more uh, it, hilarious and enjoyable. Yeah. And not like, oh, I'm just hitting these low bar jokes that South Park does, right? And they cha- didn't they change the combat? Like in Stick of Truth, it was like a JRPG kind of where it was like, you know, where it's like, you know, you have three people versus three or whatever. You have two. You have two people in your party in Stick of Truth. You can only have two. Oh, okay. And in this one, you can have, like, you have four at most, and it's on a grid battling system, which I like. And you move on the grid, like it's a grid tile. Like a, I want to say Like a tactics game, kind of? Yeah, basically, like a Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire which Emblem. Which is right up your alley, right? Right. So I love the play style, and you can make your character... You start out initially, you can only be one class. So I picked the uh, Brutalist, which is, like... He's like, Cartman, Cartman's superhero called the Coon. He's like, hey, I got man, you can be the brutalist. He's kind of like the thing. And you're like, oh, okay. And then later, Cartman's like, because you never talk. Because you never respond. He's like, okay, you're kind of lame, so I'm going to get you to be a dual class. So I've just unlocked the secondary classes uh-huh. where now I'm an uh, elementalist and a, a brutalist. So, But I might go full elementalist uh, blaster, something really offensive. Uh and there's different, like, status effects. Like, they're gross out still, which, like, if you fart on someone that stinks up the place, they'll, they'll throw up and they'll give them right. damage. And it, it, the passive damage is good. Because in Sick of Truth, I was a, uh, I was an assassin. And what you could do was put perks on your weapon and give elemental damage to it. And elemental damage is important in this game. Like, fire would give burn damage. Electricity would give electrical damage. And it would slow down. Right. I'm curious to see. I, Cartman's not on my team yet. He's my favorite character. I definitely want him to join. Uh, you And it's funny. I'm enjoying it because I love South Park. So there's more to it. And I really like the battling system. I would say the gameplay, the battling system is better in Fractured But Whole and more enjoyable. And that's more flushed out. Hmm. However, the storytelling in Stick of Truth is far superior. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like the comedy is much better. It's not like, yeah, and Fractured Brotherhood's very, it's very formula though. It's like bump, bump, but like the rhythms there, are like this, this, then a joke, this, this joke, right? My my one favorite. Gotcha. It's like someone trying to mimic someone else's joke style yes. or comedy. Yes. My one favorite thing though that happens is like you'll fight in the street and they're like, oh, car coming, and they're like, game off. Like that'll just happen randomly in a battle. And like the people's commentary, like get out of the road, you damn kids! Like you know, and like we're in the middle of civil war, like because that's like the one chapter I ended oh, on yeah. civil war because they're talking about the fake movie franchises. I was supposed to have my own spinoff. No, you're not getting a spinoff. <laughs> Your character sucks. So it's it's a sub. It's a good game. Um, I I would recommend it on sale. But if you want to play a South Park game, I'd say Stick of Truth so far. But I'm enjoying it. I should probably get that beat. I also played a game that I love, uh, that I like to play with my friends, and it was Smash Brothers. And that was big because last week in Smash Brothers, a new character came up. And that character, I don't know if you've ever heard of the hit game. What's the biggest Nintendo game you can think of that doesn't have a character in Smash? Uh, Resident Evil. One, two, Switch. There we go. One, two, Switch. Resident <laughs> Evil. Right, the right. Smash hit that no one really played, ARMS. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Which, which everybody's favorite lovable character from ARMS? You can be Min Min. And Min Min, she has a dragon arm and Aww. she owns a ramen restaurant. Her <laughs> intro video is really funny because it's Kirby and Captain Falcon <laughs> eating at her ramen restaurant while all like, the other ARM characters are fighting for the invitation. Right, they're all going for it, and she goes and snags it. With that, and going into the news with Smash, so Min Min was like a bright spot on the start. And then if you open up Twitter about Thursday or Wednesday in our news stories here, and I kind of keep, I kept everyone posted, the Twitter community was basically set on fire in that there is a lot of darkness going on into it. There's rampant issues of pedophilia, child grooming, and it's, it's beyond sickening. So, to my understanding, there was a famous caster by the name of Kataro, and he slept with a underage woman, and she came forth. There was a, another caster, her name's, uh, she goes by Sinipai, and a, a young man came out, and when he was 14, she was 24, they were having a relationship. There was another one, Nario. Nario's very well-sponsored, he had a big Twitch following, and a player, a, a male player came out and said that they had sexual experiences when they, he was 16 and Nario was like 20-something. It It's gross. And then there's this gentleman named Sky Williams, and Sky Williams is big in the Smash community on Twitter, and he's talking, there's Twitter messages coming out about him extorting people for money, saying that there's like he owes people mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. And all of these bad incidents, they happened in his house. They were when he was, people were living under him. So there's connections there. Then another prominent caster by the name of D1, who I really liked his commentary. There was an issue where a woman made accusations of him uh, allegedly raping her. But the big one that hit was the biggest Smash star in the last Smash series, Zero. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Zero. I know the Uh, name. Yeah. Gonzalez Barros, Zero. He's the biggest. In Smash 4, he was the greatest Smasher. He won like 42 tournaments in a row. He his is the saddest story because he tried to deny it twice. Well, okay, this didn't happen, and then the basically the person that was exposing him had the picture, had the receipts. Mm-hmm. So by the third day, Friday, he's like, "I can't sleep. I can't." Wait. Yeah, I talked to girls that I knew were underage, and I was like grooming them, and I'm a horrible person. He deleted his Discord. He's off social media. 
it's he's not he came clean but it was really sad because it took him yeah. three tries to admit the truth right so it it's looks like, horrible for him and he was like you had your chance twice or whatever and i mean at least he did finally come out because there's so many people that don't like just yeah. to give the victim that kind of vindication to be like because i'm mm-hmm. sure tons of people came after after her and was like oh no you're a liar whatever right you know? that's the big thing and like a hungry box is a current big smash Bros. player and he was talking to me was like hey i hit on this girl a long time ago and she's going to be bringing to light some things i don't want any of my fans to attack her so that's the really gross part you see these people that are so diehard it comes to me like People shouldn't idolize people. It's something I look up. Like, you can be inspired by people. You can really admire their work. But you shouldn't have idols. And that they're... Because then people become infallible. And if they make mistakes, you're blinded by your your theory of yeah. them being great. Right? Oh, yeah. That they're not human anymore. So, these his fans that idolize him, like, well, she's just trying to get clout. She's just saying this and this. It's really gross. They're trying to excuse grooming and pedophilia, which is not okay. Nintendo has been watching this heavily. Nintendo has maybe one or two, like, Nintendo of America tournaments for Smash. The Smash community is all grassroots. Yeah. And it's part of the fighting game community. And Evo got canceled because of this, too. So the fighting game community is on fire, too. Because the person who started Evo was getting pictures of young men. Like, he would tell them to, like, show them, send them pictures of their privates. Mm-hmm. And so Capcom pulled out of Evo, uh, Fighting Herds pulled out of Evo, Tekken pulled out, all the big game pulled out of Evo until this guy got let go. And then he finally got let go. So I don't know if Evo's still happening or if it's in flux right now. I haven't checked on that. I Last I saw, they were pulling stuff out. But the fighting community is on fire, but Smash especially. It was very sad weekend for the fighting game community, and especially Smash community. And you have people that are like so off-put by it, they're never going to play the game again. And I don't think that's the solution either. I think those people need to be never back in that community, yeah. obviously. And I think Nintendo needs to get involved in that, hey, if you guys were involved, this this grassroots community could have had more structure. And then, there, you know, when the people were doing this, they were in their early, ni- their early teens, so they're now late 30s or early 30s now. So they were getting used to having this, like, power or status in a community, and they were abusing that. Yeah, and I think if a public company like Nintendo came in and took care of that, then people couldn't abuse their powers because there's more eyes on them. But I don't want. I hope. I don't think this will kill the Smash community, but it's definitely changed everyone's view of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's some pretty dark stuff uh, for the for the most part. I mean, in regards to Nintendo coming in and and mandating it and and owning it. I just don't know if that's really in their scope. And I think that they could be heavily criticized if they were to come in and kind of uproot the systems that are in place. And I am kind of in the same boat Sean is in that I don't follow the Smash community very closely. Um, You know, I recognize Zero. I couldn't have told you what game he played prior to this conversation. Um, So I don't know these players as intimately as you do. But it just, uh, it's, it's pretty disappointing that it feels like week after week we keep having headlines that are really not positive for the gaming community yeah. as a whole. People just need to quit being and assholes. That's frustrating to me. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad agreed. It's, I'm. It's good that all these people are kind of coming out, and it sucks that it's taken this long for them to, and then, you know, for a lot of them to get kind of that that kind of 
clap back from fans or followers being like, oh, well, you don't have proof. Like, the thing, it sucks that they have to have proof. Like, I get that people want to have proof before, like, the person they idolize is kind of, like, torn down. But on the other side, like, what do these, these people don't gain anything, you know, that do, when they do come out, what do they gain? They get either people, death threats or people hating on them or hating them, like, and most of them don't have, like, a vendetta just to bring them down, right. you know. And it's almost know. worse for them to stand up and say something, which only makes it oh, that yeah. much worse, right? I mean, they're basically, their silence is is almost a way to protect themselves from the outside world. And then they come out and say, hey, this is wrong. Yeah. Then they get lambasted by uh, by fanboys or whatever you want to describe them as. That's it's just bad right. all around, and hopefully, like these individuals coming out and being called on the carpet will stop this from happening in the future. You know, hopefully, the stuff does not reoccur, and maybe and this is the wake up call for Nintendo to say, "Hey, right. you need to get involved," because when you're not involved, this is the darkness that can happen. And lighter news, we got some interesting tidbits about Microsoft. Yeah, and it sounds like Microsoft will be throwing um, up a games reveal on july the 23rd at 5 p.m so it should be another one yay another one so they're going to be talking about some much rumored games um that we believe they're holding internally some of the studios that are rumored to be um, showing their projects are playground games santa monica studio and santa monica studio so it's interesting to see what those two uh, studios have been working on they're also rumored that halo infinite infinite will be part of this reveal as well which i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with halo um that last one kind of left and us on a cliff that's the newest halo like the newest actual Correct. Halo game. yeah right? yeah um i think halo 5 was last in the series thus far and now they're moving to halo yeah. infinite so i don't know if that's going to be an ongoing platform or a standalone title yet to be seen i'm interested to see what playground has to show um, mm-hmm. they're famous for the Horizon series, Forza Horizon series. Um, but it sounds like they have a secondary <laughs> team that's been working on a RPG based project. So more endless Forza games for you to play. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I know I keep seeing the name Fable in the news too. <sighs> I know. People love them some Fable. Did, did Peter Molyneux like quit gaming or something like that or he got kicked out? Didn't, I don't remember what oh, happened no. with Peter Molyneux. Bring Molyneux back. Bring him yeah. back. He's the best. Remember when he talked about that kid that lived in the Connect? No. I feel like there was a yeah, there was a Peter Molyneux controversy. Yeah. What was what was the kid from 2015? He's done with the press mm. after Goddess. Oh man. It's it's over. I will not speak to the press again. Five years ago, the veteran game designer is at the center of a raging controversy over his new game Goddess. He says he finished. He's finished with the press. I forget. What's Goddess? Goddess. Goddess was his last game, and it was kind of like an indie game, if I remember right, like a world builder. Mm -hmm. I never really, I never played it, but I remember it. It was a spiritual successor to Populous. Um, I remember Populous. And then he made, and then before that, he had that game where you all clicked on the cubes, where everybody went in and clicked on the cubes to get to the center of the big cube. You know what I'm talking about? No. So. Yeah. Oh man, what was it that. called? So like you like logged into this app and everybody would click on this cube and every click would take a little square away and then the person that got the last cube in the center won some prize of some kind. So so continuing the controversy apparently and I forgot all about this. So 18 months 
It was still in development. 18 months after its proposed release date. Remember, it was a Kickstarter game, so people are getting a little antsy. Um, he announced, they announced that the, the team would be shrinking and that they were going to be moved on to a new title called The Trail. So Kickstarter people probably did not take no. that kindly. So yeah, so there was a big controversy. <laughs> yeah, so Fable. <laughs> yeah. Milo. Milo was the kid's name. Gotcha. Milo lived in the oh, connect. Right. Yeah, okay, bring like Milo back. Bring Milo back. <laughs> bring Milo back. So, my thought too, it you know, everyone rips on Microsoft for not having the exclusives. And we hear Halo. I'm hoping they'll show some new properties. I think the other thing is they've been talking about buying WB games, which makes Mortal Kombat and a lot of other good games. I don't know any other one besides Mortal Kombat off the top of my head. And I know from some sources we've heard, too, that Microsoft, and they've been out there, they've been buying a lot of smaller studios. And I'm curious if they're going to show it. I want to see more in unique titles. So the subsidiaries for Xbox Game Studios is 343 Industries, which is Halo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Compulsion Mm -hmm. Games, which was Contrast and We Happy Few which are kind of more indie games. Double okay. Fine, apparently, is a sub- subsidiary. People. So all the Tim Schafer games and Psychonauts. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see Psychonauts too soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they own yeah. Minecraft and Mo- Mojang. Mojang, however you say it. <laughs> In Exile, which is like Wasteland and Bard's Tale games. Ninja Theory. You know, that's DMC Devil May Cry and the Enslaved games and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which was really good. Um, I think they're working on a sequel to that, if I remember right. Obsidian, they own Obsidian, which is the South Park game. South Park, Stick yep. of Truth, at least, back then. Yeah, now, like, now Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Stick of Truth is probably better, because it was Obsidian. The Outer Worlds, which was really good, I enjoyed that. Uh, they own Playground Games, which is the Forza games. They own Rare, still. Battletoads, Viva Pinata, <laughs> Sea of Thieves. I think that's the main thing that Rare's been working on is Sea of Thieves. People, Sea of Thieves has improved greatly, my understanding. That's, that's a game that's growing. It's on Steam now, too. Not Ooh. just the Windows Store like it was for a while. That's a handful of studios. It wouldn't surprise me if they were looking to pick up a few more, um, knowing Microsoft being Microsoft. You know, or... though, I hope, I would love to see MDHR to announce. I know there's supposed to be some new Cuphead uh oh yeah aren't they working on something new yeah there's like a expansion supposed to be coming out but i would love to see them make another game here really soon and you know i've heard rumor that they're getting a tv show is this true show me yeah which takes us to our final big three story and this is basically we're wrapping all of the tv announcements that recently came out into this next story first one on this list is uh fallout is announcing how bethesda Ooh. has announced a fallout tv show so that should be For cool amazon right i believe yeah is that right mm-hmm. yeah gotcha. and yeah. it's the it's the west world um creators are um cool. are driving it they're the showrunners is that a great thing though because everyone loved the first season of west world and then i don't know how people feel about it now i think they got i felt like people were really hot on it and then they got really cold They'll like the first season of the new Fallout show, though. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay, better question. How buggy is the first season of the Fallout show going to be? <laughs> All right. Like, how many people are going to be, like, not looking at the camera while talking <laughs> to it? Or, like, warping around the How mic? many times yeah. is the mic going to come down? 
and hit the guy in the I head. feel like that would be hilarious, actually, if they embraced, like, bugs like that a you bit. You get to, like, the last five minutes of the first episode, you're on pins and needles, and it just glitches out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Screen goes black. Oh, that'd be epic. Uh, but And also, as Casey alluded to, there's also a Cuphead TV show in the works as well, which looks pretty cool. Yeah. And that's on Netflix. I'm very excited about it. I'm curious if it will prove my wife correct that it's not appropriate for my young child to watch. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I feel like they have to keep it somewhat G-rated because it is the art style it is. Well, if it's TV, I think they they can go Y7 at the youngest. Or they might go like Some of those 10. like children's TV shows, like you have no idea the darkness behind them until you actually watch them as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> go back to watching you're like oh this yeah. is brutal mm-hmm. this is really not great like pinocchio when's the last time you watched pinocchio i watched that a couple months ago and i just <laughs> yeah. yeah where they're like turning the kids into donkeys like that's horrible like yeah that's straight up monster of the whale he's scary yeah. you got yeah. like those kidnapping um the fox and the the cat guy i can't think of what their names are but they're going around kidnapping kids um, but in terms of other things that are coming to the silver screen there are rumors of disco elysium which i did not play but heard good things about monster hunter super mario brothers is kind of in development i think that's by illumination studios so that should be good it's universal and illumination which does the mar the minions movie and like minions, yeah. before covid was gonna hit the big thing was about uh, super nintendo world over at universal studios which i was like i need to go to japan i need to go to universal studios in japan or wherever this is i need to go there now that was my <laughs> thought upon seeing that um, I'd be curious because the Sonic the Hitchcock movie was so well received this year. It was the last movie I saw in theaters. I know it was the last one Sean saw in theaters too. <laughs> it was. It was the last one in theaters that we saw. Yeah. Going theaters. out with a bang. Oh, nice. yeah. Of those shows, The Last of Us seems interesting because everyone kind of knows how that's going to go. Like, is it an offshoot series or are you just recreating the or video game? prequel? Maybe a prequel. That could be it too. It's it's got to be a different storyline. I mean, those those yeah. games are so well acted as um, it is, because I actually did mm-hmm. play a little bit of Last of Us One recently, a couple weeks ago. It's one of the games that I bounced off or bounced into and then out of to go back to Red Dead. But uh, that is like watching a movie. Like that opening scene of Last of Us is powerful and really well done. I can't yeah. imagine them retelling that same story. Well, and you know, there's an Uncharted movie finally coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, Tom Holland's in it, and Mark Wahlberg and Antonio Banderas. It's supposed to yeah. come out next year in 2021. Of course, we don't that's, get anything good in 2020. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm curious. I think I feel like that should be Naughty Dog's like first go myself. Um, yeah. Of these shows we listed, which ones are you guys most excited for? Fallout or Super Mario? I know. I'm up there for Super Mario. I would say I'm between Super Mario mm-hmm. and Cuphead, personally. I loved Cuphead, and the art style is just so cool. It'll be interesting to see True. what that comes out looking like. I mean, Super Mario Bros. needs like a cutesy animated film that's actually well-produced. Like Only having one Super yeah. Mario Bros. movie, that's a couple of old... Uh, not even full-on italian guys like come on we can do better we can do better. <laughs> or do a live action but well you know i i as a kid i loved the old one to be Me honest too. like in the 90s the only thing i didn't like was that bowser basically turned into a t-rex <laughs> and i think we talked about this before and i'm like why is he a t-rex again i really recommend for people to google like everything that went on behind the scenes of that movie because it was just a mess <laughs> like if you yeah. read the things like John Leguizamo was like, I was drunk every day. Like, it's yep. 
there's a scene where him and Bob Hopkins are in a car and they're like, we are both too drunk to drink this car. It was very touch and go. Well, them. I hate to tell you how the real Mario acted, but he was just doing some character acting there. Oh, you mean all the shrooms? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Mario wakes up and kills a fifth before he jumps on Goombas every day. No, dude. He takes some shrooms. He's on psychedelics. <laughs> That's what this is all allegory for. I think it's time to move into some emails and Let's do it. We are going to the emails, mails, mails. That's right. We are going to emails. If you'd like to send us a question or an email of any kind, send it to emails at underpoweredmedia.com or feel free to drop a question in our Discord at any time. First email we have today is from Eric and Tracy. And it goes, how much do game developers owe fans of a series as far as storytelling to appease what fans want? I'm guessing this is about whatever, you know, like I saw a bunch of, if you look at, it was in our Discord too, with Last of Us 2, how the critic, the the fan, the critics really loved it and the fans hated it. And my thing was, is this people, like, just because of the content that seeing it's it's those like Cheeto fingered neck beards telling them, I don't like what you did with what my, my, my thoughts would have. Or is it, is it true? Cause sometimes like critics with movies will totally miss it. And the fans will give the movie a high rating. Um, I, I look at it this one, Dave Chappelle's last comedy special, the critics like gave it really low ratings. And there was a lot of people trying to get PC points. And if you look at the critics rating from his last comedy special on Netflix, versus the fans i think the fans gave it 100 percent or 99 percent, something ridiculous but to answer that question do you ever get mad do either you ever get mad when the game doesn't like go or the story doesn't go how you personally wanted it no this reminds me of mass effect 3's ending yeah and how everyone hated it so much i didn't think it was amazing like i thought it was kind of lame picking between the three you know the three choices and just kind of like and then it goes to like a little lame kind of cut scene, depending on what color you chose. Mm-hmm. But the like the the people rose up and were so like asking for money back and like so mad to where the point to the point that Bioware like ended up having to make new like altered endings, kind of for all that stuff. Um, I never feel that way like if i feel disappointed like i'll be disappointed in the game or whatever but i won't be like i need my i just demand my money back because you didn't do what i wanted you to do or i wasn't satisfied or things there's one thing if there's like features that were promised or gameplay stuff that was promised and wasn't in there that would make sense but for a storytelling it's like telling the writer of a book or of a movie that they should go back and change that because you didn't like how it was done it's like you're free to not like it, but it doesn't mean they have to change it for you to yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally of the you same know? opinion. It's like I'm on the ride that developers want to take me on, and however it ends up is how it ends up, and I just accept it for, mm-hmm. for what it is. And if it's something that lets me down, then I can be let down on that product, but I'm not going to like take it out on the game developers. That seems very short-sighted. And I, I kind of get that like people with long-running um series or stuff whether it's like assassin's creed you know there's people that complain about how even like gameplay wise you're not so much of an assassin anymore you're more just like a run and run and gun kill everybody kind of person like i get that people get sad or frustrated or depressed that their favorite series or thing that they love isn't 
growing up to be what they want it to be but at the same time it's like things are going to evolve they're going to change you always have the old ones to play um you know and i guess like to play devil's advocate the only thing that i am not crazy about in terms of this question is you know it asks about what do developers owe their fans of the series and i think the developers owe the fans to take the series seriously you know what i mean to like Mm -hmm. do something to evolve that storyline or that world you know, like you talk about a game like God of War. Nobody expected that to be a deep storyline. Like that's always been a thrasher, beat up monsters, over the top gore. And this new iteration of that was like much, like a much wealth that was a very well thought out redesign on what that game actually was, which I think all the mm-hmm. fans appreciated. You know, we just came off the topic of talking about Super Mario Bros. back in the 90s. Like you look at that product now and you're like, were these guys... Did they get it? Like, they obviously didn't get it. Did they play the game? Yeah, like, (laughs) did they have an appreciation for it? Because they obviously didn't. Yes, for sure. You know, so I think the developers do have to take it seriously to some extent. My thing, too, and maybe I'm just ripping on Ubisoft. I I don't... I think they're a little overrated. Ooh, them fighting herds. But with playing the stick of truth, dude, there's so much DLC for things that they should have just put in the full campaign. I don't. I think fans are owned when they pay for a AAA title to get access to get every item and get everything if they hunt and search for it, and they shouldn't have to pay anything. If they're paying for something, it's extra content. That's it. Not for gear. Not for an item. Not for a skin. You're not going to gouge money for a sixty dollar game. I think that's messed up. That's when I think fans should be owed something. They're owed a complete story and a, and a complete experience. That being said. Like I never, I'm not gonna be mad that the ending didn't go how I thought about it because it's not. It's I'm there for mm-hmm. the ride, and if yeah. you don't like it, go make your own game and quit whining about it on the internet. I'm tired of reading f- all these people bitching. <laughs> go write your own little yeah. fanfic. You know, yeah, of- that's what fan fiction was created for. <laughs> this is how it should have ended. Hmm. Well, thank you, Gummy Bear Lover three thousand, for that story. And then they kiss. <laughs> and they kiss. <laughs> In terms of storytelling, weren't fans mostly upset because of the leak on Last of Us Two? Wasn't that a lot of the headlines, or is it were people upset about the story? Oh, I don't know. I think there's some people upset that they're. I don't want to end the spoiler territory too much. I think there's some things happened that they didn't like how the story went. La, 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 no, la, I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna do it. I know I'm notorious for I know, it. I know you're a. I know you're a notorious spoiler. You're gonna come in and spoil it. I I haven't played or paid attention to anything, but it's like when someone tells, like when someone important or whatever in a game dies or changes or whatever, you know, people are gonna get be like, oh, that was my favorite character. How dare they kill him off or like get rid of him or yeah. or stuff like that? You know, people get butt hurt too much. Just just go for the ride. So like, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption too, and you're the end of that game. Like, there is a subtle but heavy handoff between your main character in Red Dead 2 and a character that is well-established in the Red Dead franchise. And it's like a really cool moment. Like you gain appreciation for the writing and thought that went into that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, props mm-hmm. to you. Like you have given this a lot of thought and it gives more weight to a game that I played 10 years ago. So you just kind of think about it. Be cool. Don't be a dick. Take your job seriously. <laughs> Be cool, man. It's only a game. Be cool. be cool. It's only a game. Why you have to be Why mad? Why you have to be mad? Why mad? Why you have to be mad? Um, this next question comes from me in the shower <laughs> oh. as I was washing my hair. This <laughs> shower morning. thoughts. Okay. 
So I thought a question that came to mind for me is what game sequel did not live up to the first iteration in the series? So when I go to play games, if there's like multiple games in the series, I will often like hop into the most recent thinking that that is the best version of that series. So that led me to Mm -hmm. think, what examples do you guys have in mind where the first one was far superior to the second? Assassin's Creed Ooh, 3. Good call. <laughs> so Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 were better than 3? Is that what you're saying? Or 2 was... 2, two technically was like 3 yeah. games because there was Assassin's Creed 2, then Brotherhood, and then Revelations. Okay. And 1 was before that too. So technically there was 4 Assassin's Creed before Assassin's Creed okay, 3. Right. But 3 is the one that was in America and it was just yeah. bad. Like they, the engine was mm-hmm. new and the story writing was pretty bad. The main character was kind of lame he had just no real emotions you know when two you come off of Ezio, who's like super awesome he's very like entertaining and good stories yeah especially after four games like going back to like writing your characters well you've had four uh games of Ezio, (laughs) who is just awesome everybody loves him and then you dive into this new character I understand your thought of like you'd think the fourth one in the series or whatever would be best. It would be the best, you know. Mm-hmm. They have all these other things to learn right. from, other than maybe a few things they try or mm-hmm. change. I think the problem comes in. This happens in actually like a few generations of Assassin's Creed games, where they um, will get a new engine and then they'll try a bunch of new stuff all at yeah. once. And that game people usually hate. Whether it was Unity, I think was one. Um, three was one. Um, the one following it is usually. But way better. Then they cut out all the garbage that people didn't like, and so then you get like black black flag, and you get like um, origins and stuff like that. Yeah, some really good stuff. One that just came to mind for me was uh, Andromeda, the Mass Effect. <laughs> Andromeda. I didn't mind it, but it was definitely not up to par at all with the other. Like, I never played it. To, so to be honest with you, I've never played it, but I've heard bad things. <laughs> but I would imagine if I jumped into that one and be like, "What is this all about? Why do people love this series so it much?" Had a- it had a lot of technical issues, and also they outsourced the sto- they outsourced the game to a different studio rather than like the the eight I would say like the A team of Bioware didn't really touch it. They handed it off to like a team in Australia oh. or New Zealand, and they worked on it. So that's why it was so it was like again going back to like someone trying to copy someone else's work or their jokes, like with um, fractured butthole. Uh, they. It was this other studio trying to make a mass, a new Mass Effect game, off of. So it, I that it's like okay, well that sequel obviously didn't really stand a chance. Uh, very rarely does a new can another studio come in and make it good. I would say uh, Fallout New Vegas would be mm. a good example of one where oh. they came in and made like a up to par or good. For me. I kind of feel this way about the Fractured Butthole, to be honest with you. So far. Um, the other uh-huh. one, though, that I really think that, and it's a series where, like, the the order of how good they are, it jumps around, so it's Mega Man. I think of the long-running Mega Man series, so, like, Mega Man 2, when uh-huh. that came out, it was a really good baton pass for Mega Man 1, and it was really great. And then Mega Man 3 came out, so I think Mega Man, when Mega Man 3 came out, that was actually, it's, it, people have a lot of fondness for it, because, like, maybe it was the first Mega Man they played when they are a kid. And they find the characters really cool, and there's some cool uh, maps, robot masters in it. That's what the bad guys are called. But Mega Man Three sucks. <laughs> so in Mega Man Two, uh, it, it does. It's not. It's just. <laughs> it's just balls. 
Well, no, it's so in Mega Man Two, what they do really well and they bring into it is that they start a, they give you the ability to slide, so your movement's more fluid, you can dodge things more, and it's a mechanic that becomes really useful to the game. And then the third one, for some reason, they're like, oh yeah, you don't have that anymore. (laughs) And it's like, why, why, why did you take this ability from me that is so useful and that I love? And not give it to me. So that, and then, yeah. So I like I have a personal Mega Man list, but uh, that one, Mega Man Two to Mega Man Three is very. I remember being very disappointed. Mega Man Two is easily the best NES. Mega Man arguably the best Mega Man, uh, but Mega Man Three sucks. Like in the terms of Mega Man, like I was just annoyed. Mega Man Three and Mega Man, uh, the one on PlayStation Eight, is up there too. Eight has some jankiness to it that I don't like. I. I'd throw EverQuest 2 on that pile. Oh, yeah. It, it died off faster the original than the original one. People are still playing EverQuest 1, just to get you how bad EverQuest 2 was. I think there are private EverQuest 2 servers or stuff like that that still go, but 1 is definitely more like beloved. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, uh, sure. Let's move on to our next question from the question bucket of love. Who's ready? What mm-hmm. is the most unusual gift you have received? I'll tell you one that I never gotten is a dog. <laughs> uh, I've gotten a lot of weird things when I was at Funhouse. I got a lot of weird things from people. Got a lot of cool things, some weird stuff. I'm trying to think of like a good example of something. Um, I got a money bag, money sack at one point from someone with that had a very nice for all your coins. Well, the backstory on that was my I had a money bag that was literally just like in a ziploc um and it was part of one of our bits or one of our shows uh, it was like the money I owed other people but we had on our very first day when we moved into our new studio some burglars came in while we were at lunch and stole like a bunch of our gear and they took my like probably 10 pound sack of cat change there's no, there were no quarters in there because I used all that for laundry. So it was literally just like five dollars worth of change that probably just weighed them down. But anyways, that got stolen, and I told like our fans or whatever about it, and someone bought me like an actual legit like little money money bag you would see on a like TV, I guess. You're like screaming yeah, exactly. up over here with your money bag. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So when I moved into my house, we, my father dropped off like all of the tools that he didn't want or need anymore. So I got like three hand saws, one of which is just completely rusted down one side. Like like two hammers. I think one of them has the claw broken off on the back. A ladder that doesn't work completely. Yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting gift, and I appreciate it. Like I still have a lot of the stuff, but it was just like thanks. I think my dad gave me all of, like all of the baby <laughs> that he had saved of my of mine. So it was like all these little baggies, and they were like written on like when I lost it and everything. I'm like, I these have zero <laughs> like you know emotional attachment for for me i get as a parent or that's maybe like something you'd keep or like mean something to you but as me i'm like mm, yeah thanks. did you make a necklace out of it <laughs> I know. Gross. all these little baby teeth <laughs> for me you know i think re- last like when my son was born my mom had bought him like this weird thing at like a or it was like this weird hoodie that had like a gnome hat it did not look good 
And my mom's like, isn't this cute? And I looked at it and I go, no. She was like, it's a gift. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to put it on my kid. Like, I've never, I'm always, like, usually pretty nice. I'm like, she's like, you don't like it? I'm like, not at all. Like, he's not going to wear that. And she's like, well, we'll just give it to someone else. I'm like, please do. Like, it was like a point of contention. She was really mad and butthurt, kind of, that I didn't take it. But I was like, listen, as a kid, you told me, like, I had issue. I used to hate telling my mom I didn't like the clothes she bought because I was like, I didn't want her to get mad. Like, I didn't like it. And then finally, when she's like, Casey, if you don't like it, you can tell me. I won't get mad. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I thought that rule still applied, but. <laughs> not to the grandkids. Not to the grandkids. I do not want my kid to get made fun of in this clothes, okay? She's like, he's one and a half who's going to make fun of him. Me. That's who. I'm going to be my friend. Yeah, every once in a while, my sister will get some promo yeah. swag at a video game convention. And she'll be like, hey, I got you this. And it's not always like stuff that I would normally rep you know what i mean she's like hey i got you this pin of uh lucky's tail from this conference i'm like great what am i gonna do with this like put this on my shirts uh so it's currently in my disney pin collection that's right my disney pin collection at me bro yeah that that reminds me of back when you know back in los angeles where any company that had like a free stuff table Whenever a gaming convention would happen, the Monday or Tuesday afterwards, just a ton of garbage. Because people would keep the one or two things that they liked, and then there's just, like, all the other, like, just throw it, thrown stuff in grab bags and stuff that people didn't want. So then they would sit there for, like, weeks until someone finally, like, threw them away or, like, boxed them up and sent them to a fan or something. One more. Okay, the next question. If you were in jail and... could request any person to break you free who would you choose do they have to be a do they have to be a real person i'm gonna say no el chapo Chapo. he's broken out of jail that's why i'd say (laughs) yeah otherwise i would say shadow cat if you if you can do a not real person shadow cat from marvel yeah that would be good i would choose martha stewart she because she recently broke out of jail She did not break out. She served she her break time. Out? I thought she According did her time. According to the story on this podcast, I'm telling, yes, she did break out of jail. <laughs> okay. We're going to start that rumor. Yeah, Kat says she got out, guys. I'd say Will Ferrell, because even if he fails, then we're trapped in there together. That's and true. It's, then it's a good time. No, I got the answer. Andy Dufresne. Ooh. There you go. Andy Dufresne. And Morgan Freeman would narrate our whole escape. It'd be beautiful. Oh, and then gotcha. Andy walked into Casey's cell. I've got a way out. Right, he doesn't actually help you at all. He's just narrating. The whole thing. Morgan Freeman is. Andy Dufresne and I are in there together. It's a it's a duo package. It's a twofer. Gotcha. That's a shot. That's a shot. shot. Uh, <laughs> Reference for those very nice. Games. Yeah, you gotta tell the you gotta tell the kids yes. these old boomer references. How dare yeah, I'm booming. <laughs> Shawshank is a hundred percent. Totally is. It totally is. Oh, well, thank you for joining us tonight out there in podcast land. If you want to shoot us an email, feel free to shoot us an email at emails at underpowered.com. You can check us out on Twitter at underpoweredpod, on Instagram at under.powered. And also check us out on our Discord where we are talking up games, talking about releases, talking, talking, talking. Feel free to hop in and join the conversation. That said, we out. Play your game.